What's up? What's up? It's me, your boy. Um, couple of things. We have obviously a different camera setup happening. Um, I had started recording and then my phone just was like, nah, we're not doing that. Um, I think I'm actually out of storage. Um, I'm a file hoarder and I have everything backed up to a drive, but I'm still just like, um, afraid of deleting stuff. So I think I'm out of storage and I think that's why my phone wouldn't record. So, um, anyway, hi, welcome to Brief Flip, a short form podcast for long-term positivity. Um, it feels strange having to like look up at the webcam. Um, okay. So I know, okay. First off, I know I look crazy with the Breathe Right strip. Um, but I, I, it's in, in an effort to combat like, I have a big nose, there's a lot happening in there, and I know I can sound nasally a lot. Um, so it's for you guys, it's to hopefully, like, open my sniffers up and and get some, like, airflow and hopefully to not sound as nasally. So I will accept looking crazy um, or like an old man with a breathe right strip if it means that I sound better for you guys. Um, so, and then secondly, um, I know... I got really excited. I did really good because I did two episodes in a row when I was supposed to. In the end, I kind of fell off. Um, but what happened was my Mondays got kind of crazy for a few weeks in a row. Um, and like today is not even a Monday. Today is a Thursday. But I had an opportunity. And here I am. I'm just going to take advantage of it. Um, it's been a good day. Uh, I did not do about 80% of the stuff that I set out to do. As always happens. But... Uh, the weather's really nice, and I'm making chili in the slow cooker. Um, it is finally chili season. I waited for it all year. Love chili season. Love making chili in a slow cooker. So um, I've got that going. My house smells really wonderful and delicious, and it will be ready soon. Um, very excited for that. Um, and then um, it's like four days until Halloween. So stoked. I hope everyone has a cool costume. I think, like... Adults, like, even if you don't trick-or-treat, you should still just, like, dress up and sit in your house. Because it's so fun. It's so fun to still partake in Halloween. And you can just, like, hand up candy at your house. Um, we're doing family costumes this year. My son Gavin is celebrating with his dad down in Florida. And he's going to be a cardboard box. Um, that's Gavin. Um, so I asked Jeff, you know, because he always does family costumes as well and dresses up along with Gavin. And I said, so what are you going to be? And he said, a bigger cardboard box. And I said, that's lame. You should be packing tape. Enjoy. His girlfriend should be a packing peanut. And then you guys can sort of be like a shipping ensemble. And he said, that's a really good idea. Um, I know he won't do it. He's just going to be a bigger cardboard box. But I felt kind of like a genius for that one. Um, so that's what Gavin's going to be. And we, in our house with Ollie, um, are going to be the Incredibles. Um, Jordan will be Mr. Incredible, like on the suit with the, with the muscles. Um, and then Ollie's going to be Dash Dash, and he has his little costume and mask, and with the blonde hair, it's perfect. And then I'm going to be Elastigirl. Um, here's, the, here's the thing. Um, Pixar moms are built. Um with a special body type. And if you've ever seen a Pixar movie with a Pixar mom, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're very tiny waist, big hips. Like they have a formula. Um, I, I have nary a hip to speak of, not a one. 
Um, I'm built much like a 12 year old boy. Um, so what I've done, you're going to laugh. What I've done is I've gone on the Amazon and I've bought, um, it's like you wear it under your clothes. It cinches your waist and then it comes down over your hips and it's got padding in the sides and it's, my dog is barking outside, sorry. And it's fake hips that you wear and you just pad it out and it makes you look like you have hips. So I won't brag about them, but I'm trying to make this accurate. Um, so I'm going to have hips, some of them at least, more than I have. And I got the boots, I got a wig, like I'm going to be... I, I almost even got brown contacts. I almost went that far. But I was like, I've never put a contact in my eyeball before. And that seems excessive. I, I don't feel like it's the putting it in that would be a problem. Because I can touch my eyeball all day. Like, I'm not weird about that. It's the taking it out that I feel like would be scary. Also, I have this, like, tremendous irrational fear of the contact floating to the back of my eyeball, like, ugh, like it makes my stomach churn to even like consider that as a possibility. And I don't think I'm willing to risk it for this costume. Like it, it would have to be like something serious for me to like wear a contact. Um, that fear is just so deep in me. And like, I can't, I can't rationalize risking it. Um, that's me. That's my own weird anxiety that, like, I probably could work through um, and not have to wear glasses all day. But, bleh, like, like the, the concept of that is so dreadful to me. And it does not, it is not weighed out by the benefits of contact. So that's just where I'm at. Um, you know, I don't know. So that's that's things as of late. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. Things are good. I love this time of year. Um, normally we wait until literally the day after Thanksgiving to put up our Christmas tree. Um, we try to hold off and like give all the holidays the respect they deserve. Um, I'll tell you what I'm thinking like Halloween's on a Monday. I'm thinking that tree's going up on Tuesday. I'm tell you what, I, re I really think so this year. Like, I want holly jolly Christmas in my life. I want pine. I want glitter. I want, I want Santa's essence in my house pronto. I just, I just don't think I can hold off this year. I just really don't. That tree's coming up, buddy. Um, that's just how I feel. I don't know. I don't know. Y'all can get mad that I'm that I'm doing it before Thanksgiving, but I'm telling you, like, my heart wants it. My heart wants it real bad. And every Christmas we make uh, really terrible sugar cookies with homemade icing, and it's, you know, and my husband and I talked about it not long ago, like, it's almost part of the tradition that the cookies are bad, because I could very easily, like, go buy a sugar cookie mix from the store, but I make the dough from scratch, and every year, they're equally as bad. I'm, I'm a good cook. I'm not a good baker because baking, like when I cook, I don't follow recipes. I just like, like a, like a traditional Southern woman, I just cook with my heart and my spirit. And like, like I season things until my heart says, that's enough, you know? And like, I cook things until my spirit says, that's good, you know? 
Um, you can't do that with baking. Baking is like science and chemistry and you have to measure and, and portion and do things at an exact temperature and for an exact time. And, uh, I'm just bad at it. I've, I've tried to get better. Um, but I'm just not good at it. So every year the cookies are bad. Um, and the icing, I literally, I just put powdered sugar and milk in a bowl and whisk it up. And it's like this liquidy. And then we put food coloring and it's like this liquidy. Like I keep adding powdered sugar until it's less liquidy. <laughs> and then we put it in a Ziploc bag and we cut a hole in the corner and we just have a series of those on the table. And we're like, there's icing. <laughs> and we always, always decorate the Christmas cookies. Um, and I don't know, it's just, we could make it like a more clinical, like more efficient, like better tasting experience. But I think it's part of the tradition that it's bad. Like, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just, it's just part of it that it's like, all right, time to messily decorate these crummy cookies with this weird icing and then and then just have these cookies in our house for like two weeks because no one's going to eat them <laughs> um i don't know that's just it's just one of our traditions so i i will hold off on doing the cookies until it's after thanksgiving i will hold off on that we always do a gingerbread house as well um and the gingerbread house is fun because it comes in a box and everything's already baked and it gives you everything you need for it so um the gingerbread house is a lot more fun um, well, not a lot more fun. It's just, a, it, it's an actual, like, good tasting experience. Um, but I've already busted out my hot cocoa. Last night, I watched Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. I grew up watching that, and it's definitely Blustery Day season. Um, for those of you who have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you who have not seen it, um, I would recommend it. It's a good, it's just a good, like, little feel-good movie. Um, it's on the Disney Plus Winnie the Pooh and he has a very blustery day and then the very blustery day turns into a very rainy night and that's that's the movie that has the heffalumps and the woozles um so last night I was sipping hot cocoa watching Winnie the Pooh um toasting in bed I was snug as a bug in a rug dude it was so nice um I was just working on embroidery and then today I got the chili going I got my cardigan on it's just good love this time of year. Um, so that's, that's what's been happening lately. Um, in my, my little bubble today, this is going to kind of be a longer episode cause I have a few things I want to do. Um, so I want to do a mental health check-in and a guided meditation with you guys. I think it'll be neat. So my mental health check-in is sort of like a stress check with you guys. I want to invite you to really sit and identify, you know, feelings of stress that you've been carrying around with you lately. You know, sometimes it manifests as overthinking of sort of feeling trapped in your brain by these feelings, um, or recurring, like almost sort of intrusive thoughts that you just can't shake. Um, a lot of times it manifests in the body is like tenseness and just grinding your teeth or like your back will hurt and you don't know why and like tense neck um 
and it will manifest physically um, because you're you're tense and you're just carrying the stress in you physically. Um, <clears throat> so just take a second to sort of like look in yourself and identify those feelings that you've been having. And we're going to do a guided meditation to try and like work through some of them. Um, and if you normally listen to me while you're driving, I'm going to say, don't do this because you do have to close your eyes. Um, we well, don't have to close your eyes, but it's obviously like, I would say just come back to it later. And the next few minutes is going to be kind of lame for you because you can't do it. Um, but whenever you get home, maybe circle back to it. Um, but for those of you who are like chilling at home or whatever, um, I invite you to find a cozy spot, a chair, um, sit on the edge of your bed, um, maybe sit on the couch, um, and just, just run through this with me. Just entertain it. Like if you're the kind of person who always is just like, ugh, you know, and you can't get into meditation, like just give this one a try. Just try it here with me. I mean, it'll take like four minutes literally, and it's, it's coming. So just give it a shot. You know, the worst thing that'll happen is nothing. But the best thing that'll happen is it'll actually work and you'll feel better. So I think it's worth a try. So I'm going to be reading this and talking us through it and reading off directions and you just kind of listen and do the things. Um, and I'm going to take us through this for the next few minutes. Um, so I'd like you to get comfortable in your chair and relax. You know, get settled in. Sort of like find a relaxing position where you're comfortable. Take a deep breath and place your feet flat on the floor. Really feeling your feet in contact with the ground underneath you. Really connect with the floor. Just take a few deep breaths in this position for a moment. Just a few in and out, nice deep breaths. I'd like you to close your eyes for this next part, but if you're more comfortable with them open, that's okay too. Remember to Continue your breathing as we move through this. I'd like you to start by focusing on your toes. Scrunch them up tight. Feel them scrunched. And then release the tension. Relax them. You can repeat this action a few times if you'd like. Now, relax your feet and your ankles. Moving up to your calf muscles, tense and tighten them, and then release them. Remembering to breathe in and out as you're moving through these. Next, move to your knees and your thigh muscles. 
Remember, let any thoughts you may have release with your muscles. So as you're tensing, bring those thoughts to the surface. And as you're relaxing, you're releasing those thoughts. Now moving to your butt and pelvic area. I'm going to tense and then release, remembering to breathe. Begin to notice any tension you may have in your back. Breathe deeply in, and as you breathe out, slowly relax and release any tension you may have in your back. Now your shoulders. Lift them up and then release completely. Remember to breathe. Now it's time to relax your neck and jaw muscles. Take a deep breath in, and as you breathe out, let go of any tensions you're holding in your neck and jaw. Finally, we move to the top of your head. I'd like you to hunch your shoulders up one last time. And as you release your shoulders, any remaining tension can sink down and flow out of you. Great job. Take a few more deep breaths and enjoy this feeling of relaxation and calm for a little while longer. Remember to breathe and just really give space to this feeling of relaxation and calm. If you have any remaining tension, give yourself permission to release it. I'd like you to now slowly Bring your attention back to the room. Begin noticing the sounds around you. And when you're ready, if your eyes were closed, begin opening them.
how are you feeling? Do you feel a little better? Do you feel like you released a little bit? I hope so. If it didn't do anything for you, um, I appreciate you trying. And there's other types of meditations you can do that are more thought-based and less physical-based. And maybe that's what you need. I would offer you or implore you to, you know, check out the different types of meditation there are. But I know a lot of people carry stress in their physical body. Um, so hopefully in working, excuse me, in working through this, you were able to, you know, let some of that go. And hopefully any, any thoughts that came along with it, you let those go as well. So I'm proud of you guys. Good job. Um, moving on, I wanted to touch on the question responses to the last episode's question, which was, who is your hero? Who do you look up to? Who do you model yourself after? Um, we didn't get a lot of responses. I only got two um, responses, but I want to bring those up. Um, the first one was from Jordan and he said, my grandpa. Um, and this is something that in just in my life and talking to people, I hear people look up to their grandparents with such high regard. Um, I've known a lot of people who have called their grandparents, their hero. Um, it's almost like it like skips a generation. Um, Grandparents have so much to offer and you can glean so much from them. They have so many wise stories. They've been around a long time and have been around the block and they have so much to offer you as far as advice goes. Um, I think, I think just in the knowledge they've acquired from being here so long, they, they often are like a good, a good model to look after. Um, they've had a lot of time to learn right from wrong, to learn from mistakes, to grow and evolve. Um, and that, that would make them a good model. Um, so thank you for that response. It warms my heart to know that your grandparent is your hero. Um, the next response we got was from Eric and it says, Neil Caffrey, he's a character in white collar, a great show. I rewatch every one to two years. So I'm not familiar with the show. I have not watched it. So I Googled this guy. Um, and this is a quick bio on him. It may be kind of spoilery. Um, heads up. But this is the brief like introduction to this character. Neil George Caffrey is charming, sophisticated, and considered to be one of the world's greatest con artists. Um, Neil was an elusive white-collar criminal, criminal, criminal. And after a three-year chase, he was eventually apprehended by the FBI agent Peter Burke. Extremely crafty and cunning. Neil was only convicted of bond forgery, which, which was just one of the many crimes he was suspected of. A lot to unpack there, Eric. Um, I, I would assume you are interested in maybe his cleverness and his wit and his ability to outthink people and hopefully not like the con artist part of it and the criminal part of it. Um, but either way, like... Sometimes fictional characters are, they're like, they serve as a really good hero or model. 
um, like Sailor Moon for me is is someone that I model myself after, you know, um, light and love and perseverance and all that good stuff. Um, so thank you for that, Eric. Um, I initially raised my eyebrows at this submission, but I can see when you strip away the criminality of it, that there are things to admire. So, um, or maybe, you know, maybe, maybe like you admire that he's a criminal and that's your prerogative and I'm not here to judge you on that. That's your deal. Thank you for your submission. Um, and then I'll talk about mine. Um, my hero has always been my dad. My dad was the person that I wanted to be like. He is the foundation that's laid in me for the kind of person that I am. I took so much from him. Um, and I think if you stripped away my mental illness and my trauma, that I would be a lot more like him. Um, I just had a couple of different cards in my hands than he had. But he, he was such an extraordinary man. I remember being a kid and, and literally thinking like, he is the smartest man that has ever existed. I don't understand why he's not like the president of the United States. I remember arguing fervently in school, in like elementary school, that my dad was the strongest man that ever existed, that he could lift a whole car with his pinky and like crying, trying to explain this to people like, no, you don't understand. My dad's like the strongest guy in the world, like, and believing it with my whole heart. Um, I used to ask him questions about everything. He was like a supercomputer to me. And being an adult now and having kids of my own, I understand that my dad was probably just like winging most of that stuff. Um, but I don't know, just, just growing up and being a kid and like admiring him so much, like everything he said to me was just like spun from gold. Um, he's where I got a lot of my principles from about loyalty and working hard and being there for your family. I mean, he was the rock. He's the one that set the foundation for everything. He's the one who taught me, you know, I asked not for a lighter burden, but for broader shoulders. He was, he was the definition of that. My dad was the sole income provider for a house of six, seven people, you know, um, when times got hard, he didn't complain. He just did more, um, because he knew that the responsibility ultimately rests on him, on his shoulders. And, you know, I never heard him complain ever. Even when he got his cancer diagnosis and they told him it was terminal and that he had six months to live. He, he never complained till the day he died. He just, he would make jokes about it. When they went in to his skull to do a biopsy, um, he had a large scar on his head and he joked that he wanted Jordan to tattoo a zombie coming out of it because a zombie had gone in and taken his brain. Um, you know, just that kind of thing. He just, 
He just was such an extraordinary man. And even now to this day, like who I am as a parent, who I am as a partner, who I am as an employee, as a friend, like all of that is modeled after the kind of man that he was. And, um, you know, I just, I just hope that wherever he is, that he's proud of me and, uh, you know, so my dad is my hero and I miss him every day. And, uh, you know, when you lose someone that close to you and that important to you, um, it's difficult, but I remind myself that I keep him alive with me by carrying on those principles and those lessons that he taught me and the stories he told me and they'll be passed down to my children and they'll be passed down to his, you know, their children. And in this way, he stays, he stays alive. Um, he's never truly gone. I carry him with me in my heart. Um, so I take some solace in that. So that's my hero. This is my dad. Um, I can't talk about him without almost crying. Like still. He passed, he, you know, he passed in August of 2019 and, you know, so some time has passed, but it's still just like, it's such a wound still. Um, all right, moving on. Um, so I wanted to talk today, gosh, we're already at 30 minutes. Um, okay. I won't talk too long about it. I just wanted to, like, a topic I'm going to bring today is something that I've been especially enamored by lately, and it's the resiliency of the human spirit um, and the human experience. Um, I know myself from my life, like, I feel like I'm the very definition of resilience. Like, I have been through things that people shouldn't go through. Um, and I'm still standing, um, you know, my spirit was broken to such a degree that I have attempted suicide twice. Um, I, th I thought there wasn't any fight left in me, um, and still somehow, you know, pulled through and, and woke up and had to continue on and had to pick it up and keep moving. Um, and, and I'm here where I am today at I'm 31 years old. I never thought I would see this age. I never thought I would see my thirties. Um, but the human resilience is, is something that is so incredible that it will continue to push you. It is a fire in you that does not go out. Even when you feel desolate and empty and like there's no hope left and like there's no purpose left, you know, it, it continues to burn inside of you. 
And I think that's truly tremendous. And I, I know people and I've heard stories, I've heard their stories and it's just tremendous what humans can endure and, and come out the other side of and not just have survived it, but have found a way to learn from it and thrive and build from it and like be better for it. Um, so I just want to say if you're, if you're going through something right now and you feel like you're running out of fight or you feel lost in it or you feel hopeless or, you know, you just feel like you're running out of fight, I want to remind you that the resiliency of being human is is an endless resource and there is a fire in you that will never go out um and every day that you wake up you're another day stronger you're another day more equipped you're another day smarter and another day stronger and another day braver and another day closer to the end of whatever you're going through because it can't rain all the time and eventually whatever you're going through will end and I just want to remind you that you were carved from stone from marble and that marble is the resiliency of the human experience so keep your chin up and Remember that fire that's inside of you. Um, I had more thoughts, but I'm trying to like, we're already at 34 minutes. I'm trying to keep it ripped in. Um, so there's this podcast that I love called Wonderful. It's by Griffin and Rachel McElroy, the husband and wife. And the podcast is about things that they like, things that are good, things that they're into and they do two, two little things. They have a small wonder and then they have a big wonder. And it's literally just like what they think is like good or cool at the moment. And then they talk about it. Um, so I wanted to kind of borrow that concept and start doing a good thing. So here's our good thing segment. So for my good thing, um, I'm going to talk about peanut butter. Um, I am a peanut butter stan. Um, I love peanut butter. It's good on a cracker. It's good on a sandwich. It's good by itself. I literally will just open the jar and take a spoon and just eat peanut butter. Um, I love to do that. I love to just eat straight peanut butter. Now, I will say I'm a crunchy only kind of gal. I need some crunch in my peanut butter. Um, I was... A Peter Pan peanut butter girl for most of my life. I recently think I'm switching teams. I think I'm team GIF now. Um, I've, I've got both in my house right now and I'm going to run a true experiment of like, I'm going to, I'm going to put them to the test of like consistency, like spreadability, um, crunch, pure taste, 
Like, I, I almost want to make a PowerPoint about it as, as I run the experiment. And then I'm going to come out with a true winner. Um, but I got to tell you, I'm leaning Jif. And I have been for the past little bit. Um, it feels strange to be on, on the Jif side and not the Peter Pan side. Um, I will let you guys know the results of the experiment. Um, but man, I, I've never been in a position where someone said, do you want peanut butter on it? And I've been like, nah. Like, the answer is always yes. Um, I just love peanut butter. I think it is an unsung hero. I, I invite you to add more peanut butter to your, to your diet and to your life. It's, it's my good thing. Um, so I want to ask you to send in your good things. And we'll talk about those. Um, it could be... Just a thing you think is neat, could be a good thing that happened to you, can be something you like or enjoy, um, whatever it is that gives you good feelings. Um, and you can send that to contact at a brief blip.com. And I'll feature them in the next episode and we'll talk about all you guys' good things. You guys. We'll talk about all your good things. Um, I'm hopeful for this segment. I. I mean, and if you guys don't send anything, I'm just talking, going to talk about my good thing every week. Um, but I would love to hear from you guys. Love to hear your good things. Um, so just shoot me an email, title it good thing, and then write as much as you want about your good thing. And then we'll talk about it on the show. Um, okay, I'm going to wrap with a new question for you guys um, to leave you with. And the question is, what are you afraid of? And you can get like as deep into this as you want, or you can be kind of surface level like spiders. Um, but I'm curious to see, what are you afraid of? Um, let me know, let me hear about it. I'm gonna post the question on Instagram and Facebook and you can answer it there. Um, and we'll, we'll go over the responses on the next episode. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. I appreciate you hanging out. Um, I'm sorry the video is different than normal. It's like of lower quality. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna face my fears and I'm going to delete things off my phone. I'm gonna do it so that next episode I can have my normal recording back. But I appreciate everyone hanging out and I love you guys and hope everyone has a good Halloween and um, I would love to see them if you're comfortable sending your photo in. Um, you can at me or use the hashtag a brief blip and we can put them on the show. I would love to see everyone's costumes. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone has... A great weekend and uh i will see you guys in the next one Bye.